In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Holy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. O God, you have instructed the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, granted to the same Holy Spirit. You may always be truly wise. Rejoice in his consolation to the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mary, help of Christians, pray for us. Santo Nino de Cebu, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good evening. Our spiritual reading for tonight will be taken from the 40 days reflection of Lent. And uh, we will also use some other materials along the way in order that our meditation will be more meaningful and it will give us a profound meaning of what we are going to reflect on. Our meditation for tonight will be on Ash Wednesday. What is the meaning of Ash Wednesday? Especially when the priest with ashes blessed by the holy water, he gets it, and during the ceremony, in the Mass, he blesses our forehead and make a sign of the cross so that the whole day we go around with a sign of the cross made of ashes. What is the meaning of that? All right. To start with, let us... Uh, Read the readings, the scriptural readings of the day, which says, From thus we came, to thus we go. Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. And in Joel chapter 2, verse 12 to 13, Be converted to me with all your hearts in fasting, in weeping, and in mourning, and rend your hearts, and not your garments, and turn to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, patient and rich in mercy.
let me begin this uh, Lenten uh, meditation by narrating to you the story of Father Hubert Shipper. It was when the first atom bomb of the Americans was exploded in Japan, in the city of Hiroshima. And the date was August 6, 1945. Of course, after that bomb was exploded, followed by Nagasaki, Japan totally surrendered. What happens in the atomic explosion? In a split second, in one minute, the uranium-235 and 237 was split and a big explosion of 10 kiloton TNT. It exploded with radiation, the alpha, beta, and gamma rays, penetrating on a straight line, traveling with a fire whose heat is 5,000 degrees centigrade at the speed of 640 miles per hour. It is the speed of sound. And so it devastated every place of the city, the railroad station, all the buildings, they will race to the ground. Father Hubert Shipper, as he witnessed in the International Eucharistic Congress in Philadelphia, way back 1976, he said, I look around, you don't see anything. Everything raised to the ground. All in ashes. And a lot of dead people turned into ashes. Others third degree burnt. It was so sudden. And it's, uh, it was so devastating that one become so prideful. 245,000 people died instantly. And of course, the side effect of the radiation is leukemia, HIV. The adverse side effect killed more than millions. Because even up to now, from generation to generation, they have inherited the leukemia. Now, what is this plague? We don't know. Father Hubert Schipper said, we were the only eight priests in uh, the city close to the epicenter that survived. And what was the reason? I will read here what he said. We believe that we survived because 
we were living the message of Our Lady of Fatima. If you remember, Our Lady of Fatima warned us, if man will continue to sin, more wars will happen and more devastating. And millions of people will be annihilated in minutes. Although this is just 10 kiloton, this is actually nothing compared to today. If a war happens today, the smallest that the Americans and the Russians have is 150 kiloton. That means more than 15 times devastating. So you could imagine if it exploded. 240,000 uh, 240, times 15, that's going to be millions. So Sister Lucia was correct. Millions will be devastated and will be annihilated in seconds, in minutes. If man will continue to sin and refuse to repent. Father Hubert Schipper said, we live and pray the rosary daily in that rectory. And then we expose the Blessed Sacrament in our chapel called Our Lady of Assumption. They were living the reparation lifestyle given by Fatima, which is care, confession, C, A, adoration, R, rosary, and E, Eucharistic sacrifice of the Mass, meaning they were in the state of grace. So they survived because they followed what Our Lady of Fatima said. If you repent, then to prevent this, you have to do the reparation and you will be saved. Of course, if you already repair your debts, you will be saved. God will spare you. God will show mercy. So now let's go back to the meaning of the ash that is placed on our forehead with a sign of the cross by the priests during Ash Wednesday, of which all of us are supposed to go to church because it is obligatory. It is a holiday of obligation. Now, what is the liturgical meaning of that? We start by reading this uh, book on uh, the scripture by uh, a certain Dan Swagger. 
which we can find in dailyscripture.net. And he said, the Ash Wednesday means it is a celebration of the Lenten season. It is the beginning of our prayer, fasting, and penance, and works of mercy for the next 40 days. What for? The church is so good to have given us this wonderful opportunity. The 40 days of Lent is the annual retreat of the people of God, an imitation of Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness. When before he started his public life, he dropped everything, all his activity as a carpenter, and went to the desert and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Forty is a significant number in the scriptures. Moses went to the mountain to seek the face of God for 40 days in prayer and fasting. Meaning, if there's something important, the people in the Old Testament or even in our New Testament they resort to prayer and fasting that would last even for 40 days. The people of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years in preparation for their entry into the promised land. It is an analogy that our whole life may be spent in 40, 50, 70 years in a sort of a desert in solitude, in a sort of a desert. And that whole life should be prayer, fasting, and works of mercy. In preparation of the real life, what is the promised land? The kingdom of heaven. Elijah fasted for 40 days as he journeyed in the wilderness to the mountain of God. We are called to journey with the Lord in a special season of prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and penitence, expressing true sorrow for sin and wrongdoing. As we prepare to celebrate the Feast of Easter, the Christian Passover, of Jesus' victory over sin, Satan, and death. So liturgically, this is one of the meanings. Now, you might say, why on earth do we do reparation? What's going on? Because we have sinned. We violated the commandments of the Lord. We disobeyed the covenant. We broke the contract, the covenant with God. To follow the Ten Commandments. When we were baptized, we engaged ourselves in the covenant with God wherein we are supposed to renounce Satan, his palms and his works, and believe only in God, the Father, 
creator of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son who redeemed us, and, in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, our sanctifier. But instead, we went to the other side. We went to the superhighway, which, according to St. Faustina, was decorated with flowers alongside, with beautiful music, and people there enjoying themselves, dancing, marrying, drinking, and committing all kinds of promiscuity and immoral life. But if you take that life, it seems so beautiful. But at the end of that road, there is a sudden cliff so deep and people fall there by the millions. And what's that? Eternity. When all of a sudden, God calls us. Because we refuse to repent when we have reached the level of obstinacy, when we don't listen to the call of the Lord to repent, then, since everything is useless, God has no other option but to terminate the life. After all, He has all the right. He created us from nothing and he created us to know, love, and serve Him, as Compendium Catechism tells us, number 67, so that we can enjoy Him for eternity in beatific vision and the kingdom of heaven for eternity, which means satisfying the fullness of the cravings, hungers, thirsts of our hearts. As St. Augustine later on testified, when he tried all the worldliness, he got nothing but short-lived pleasure, but not real complete happiness. And if you force it, it becomes so painful. And at the end, you get so discouraged because you keep trying and there's nothing that can satisfy you. Of course, God already said it. We're in the church militant. We are here to be tested. We have to fight whether we are supposed to be for God or for the devil. But the devil lured us with his false promises. And we bite. We went to Babylon. We went to the comfortable lifestyle. And that life is a point of no return. Yet the way that leads to the kingdom of heaven is the narrow gate. It is the way of the cross. There is another meaning given us by one bread, one body, courtesy of presentation ministry, up from the asses. A kind of a commentary on Joel chapter 2 verse 13. So, to deepen our appreciation of the Ash Wednesday, a beautiful commentary is given us when it says, Ashes connotes humility and death. Ashes are what is left over after something is burnt. 
they are commonly associated with destruction and death. When something burns, it is destroyed. And if there is a living organism, it dies. You find this in Esther chapter 4 verse 3 of Job chapter 2 verse 8. Meaning, death connotes also eschatology. What is eschatology? It is the four last things. When we don't repent, or even if we are young, in the middle age, in the old age, God can take our life. When He created us, He already has given us the number of years we have to live. If that time has come, giving you all the gifts and talents to know Him, love Him, and serve Him, and you did not fare well, then you will be judged. So death comes immediately judgment. We are still warm in our body. We just expired. We just died. And the doctors were still analyzing us, whether we are completely dead or not. And we are being judged already. And perhaps the judgment is over. And for eternity, it will be eternal happiness in the kingdom of heaven. The real home. The real place where God has planned to place us. To become spouse of Jesus Christ. To be for eternity in beatific vision with Jesus that satisfies every craving of our hearts, every yearning of our hearts. And it doesn't end in three minutes. It is forever and ever and ever. In the judgment, if we fail badly, then we will be Judge accordingly, God is just. And so, as he said, you'll be put into the prison until you have paid for the last penny. So meaning, God will really judge us according to our actions. If we did not fare well, if our actuations were bad, then we might not enter the kingdom of heaven. We will be there for eternity, not just three hours, not just 40 days, not just 40 years, not just 400 years, not just 1 million years, but for eternity. So you might say, uh, what shall I do? This is the most important moment of our life. Lenten season, when all Catholics are called to stop and reflect and to know exactly where we are. And if we are in the wrong direction, we better come back. 
But if we are in the right direction and we are not faring so well, then we better have to do something. In short, Lent is the time wherein we have to settle our account to the Lord before proceeding to the normal life. So it's so important because if you miss it, you might go so far, then it becomes so discouraging to come back. I remember we were in Puerto Rico. One of my brothers who drove for us used the GPS. And I didn't know that the GPS was not working properly there. We were booked by a good priest in Hyatt Hotel. And so from his parish, we went to the Hyatt Hotel. He gave us the direction, but you know, the brother who was driving for us said, don't worry, I have the GPS here, Father. I don't understand very well his Spanish, English, uh, words, but uh, I think my GPS is good enough. It is going to lead me to the Hyatt Hotel. I already put the address here. So the priest, the good priest said, in 15 minutes, you will be there in the hotel and your talk will be at 8 o'clock. That was after we had a mass in the parish, we had first adoration and then prayed the morning prayers and then our rosary, and then we had the Mass after the Liturgy of the Hours. Then we were going back to the hotel. Then at 8 o'clock, I would start my retreat. We left the Paris at around 6 o'clock. It was almost 8 o'clock, and we were always going to the wrong direction. The GPS will say, you have arrived, but I discovered that it was a ravine. I said, brother, what's this? And he was driving for two hours, going up and down, and he doesn't know why the GPS doesn't work, not realizing that it's not updated. And so I told the brother, stop. Go to the gasoline station. And I went to the serviceman and I said, Señor, por favor, donde está a higher to tell? And he said, Padre, derecho, y después, izquierda. En cinco minutos, Padre. In five minutes, we were there. It's good we returned. I could see the brother so humble, so humiliated. But I was happy he listened. Some of the drivers whom I have, they would be so stubborn to say, I know where I'm going, Father. I'm the driver. Please don't tell me what to do. This guy, he obeyed. He humbled himself. That's precisely what we need to do during these 40 days of Lent. If we will not spend the whole day as the fathers of the church were doing, at least two hours per day to stop and drop everything for 40 days. What for? 
to settle our accounts. Remember if we have sin. What about it if we were living the culture of death? We are divorced. Are we settled? Did we confess our sins yet? Or divorced and remarried? St. Mark, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verse 2 to 12, it says that if a husband leaves the wife and marries another woman, he commits adultery with her. Or if a woman leaves her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery with him. So in short, divorce and remarriage is adultery. This is the gospel. Nobody can change this. You might say, our circumstance is different. No. You have to settle your account. You have to normalize your, your life. You have to go to the priest, to the canon lawyer. Settle right away during these 40 days. Your declaration of nullity. Otherwise, you have to separate to this man, even if you love this man. You might say, Father, it's so difficult. Precisely. There's no other way going to heaven but the way of the cross. You might say, but Father, that's impossible. Well, I tell you, when you land in purgatory or in hell, it is not one year. It's not 10 years. It might be for centuries. In hell, it is for eternity. So you have to make your choice. The choice should be the way of the cross because it's the only way to go to heaven. So what if you have committed also the other sins? What are the culture of death? Death is just an acronym. D for divorce, E for uh, the uh, euthanasia, A for abortion. What we have committed abortion? We have to confess. It is an excommunication. How many times every murder has to be confessed? At the moment of conception, the soul is already implanted by God. Catechism tells us. And therefore, the fertilized egg is already a human being. To kill that is murder of an innocent, helpless child. So it's excommunication. So you have to go to a priest who can absolve excommunication. What else? Total birth control. Am I taking a total birth control so that I can have more sex? That's wrong. Sex is only meant for marriage, Catechism tells us. Nobody can use the sex unless he's married because the sex was meant by God in order to procreate to have a new citizen for the kingdom of heaven, to become part of the mystical body of Christ, who will be married to Jesus Christ later on. And then, homosexuality. This is a tendency. If it is very strong and we have committed something, we have to go back, we have to be celibate. 
We have to separate. A true sorrow means to amend my life, to confess my sins, to do penance, to avoid the occasion of sin, get away from the occasion. Now what if this is a personal level? What about the communitarian level? We are part of the church. We need to do it also as a mystical body, not just personally. So what is the solution? Lent is so important. We have to stop. We have to drop everything. And Luke chapter 13, verse 3 tells us, repent. Unless we repent, or unless you repent, you will all perish, Jesus tells us. And he repeated it. Unless you repent, you will all perish. Repentance means stop sinning, making reparation. After committing the sin, we have to confess, and that's not enough. We have to pay the damage. That's why we make reparation. How? By prayer, by fasting, by good works. And so, as a conclusion, what do we do during this uh, as Wednesday or the beginning of Lent to settle our account we have to go to confession and make a good act of uh, contrition uh, make a good confession settle all our accounts to God and our accounts to our neighbors and then to atone for the temporal punishment due to our sins we have to do prayer fasting and works of mercy as a social being, the sin of one baptized is the sin of all. Our Lady of Fatima tells us to repent, or else more wars that will annihilate millions of people in minutes. We are in the birds of war with Russia, with China, and it can deteriorate into nuclear, and we'll all be turned to ashes and dust. You might say, I will not die. We are going to do this uh, amendment, not because we are afraid to die and go to hell. We are making this amendment because we love God, because we have offended Him, who is our greatest benefactor. So Our Lady of Fatima tells us, if you want to be forgiven, if you want to be saved, even by these nuclear radiations, we must pray the rosary every day, as was the case of Father Hubert Schipper. And if it is a common sin, we do rosary rally in response to our Blessed Mother's appeal. We pray the rosary and we do rosary procession. This might stop the nuclear war and prevent the nuclear war. We must make reparation to God and to Mary, to God, to the sacred heart of Jesus, and to Mary, the Immaculate Heart. First Friday and first Saturday, reparation. 
perhaps in every diocese, having the four elements recited, as was told us at Fatima and Paralimonial. Confession, adoration, rosary, and the mass. We spent the vigil doing reparation to atone for our sins, to ask God's mercy, to forgive us for all the sins as a community we have done. If we do this, if anything happens to us because of the vaccination or the eventual nuclear war with Russia and China, at least this temporary death will not be that bad. Why? Because it will lead us to the everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven in beatific vision of God for eternity. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm.